Hey there, I'm Simeon. And I'm Mary. And welcome to the Two Nerds. And their journey through the essential literacy practices. Whole new worlds were created as rock pushed on into unexplored territory. Within arms generally, there's always the feeling that one has to innovate and reevaluate and move on. We're here with Kevin Richards today and Michelle Wahlberg on our Essential Series, and we're going to have a conversation about how does it all fit together. So if you guys want to introduce yourself, say a little bit about what you get to do. Hey, you bet. My name is Kevin Richards. I teach at Twin Lake Elementary, part of Reese Buffer Schools. I'm Michelle Wahlberg, one of the early literacy coaches here at the Muskegon ISD. I've had the pleasure of working with Kevin as a Mm. colleague at Reese Buffer for many, many years. We won't say how many. And now I have the pleasure of visiting his classroom and working around the essential practices. As you guys have been working with the practices, really interested in if you could share a little bit, how do they connect for you in your room? We were talking a minute ago about, I think traditionally, and I can go into this category of when I started teaching, the essentials were out 20 years ago. I think I would have defaulted to looking at writing as this 30 minute writing block that had a, if we were using, you know, a Mesa unit, had a mini lesson with a chance for kids to practice. And although that's important, I think now as we look, as I look at fitting it together, I look at the whole day. How does it connect? How do I provide those opportunities for kids to incorporate their writing or their reading that has more of a purpose outside of just a a specific learning target? It connects to, it creates a a bigger experience of maybe it connects to a science standard or connects to a community need or connects to something that is more purposeful to a kid than a specific writing lesson in a writing block. That makes sense. And we can get into detail in a minute, but I think that's, as I look at piecing it together, I think I look at it more holistically throughout Mm -hmm. the day than I do specifically a writing lesson. So writing is so much more than just a block of time in your classroom. Right. And you've done a lot of work over the years through project-based learning. You could talk to us maybe perhaps about your Read Defeat project and how that's motivating Mm -hmm. kids to write with such a purpose because Mm -hmm. their audience in in that project is very meaningful to Mm -hmm. them. Maybe shed a little light on that. Yeah, so the the Read Defeat project is, I mean, we can talk about writing and reading with this. Mm You know, look at Essential One, and it talks about creating that authentic audience, something maybe it's addressing a, a community need. So the Read to Feed project starts with setting up a, a community need, which is our community has, um, there are people who are in need of food. Mm-hmm. That, that's simple. And simple. most kids can connect to that need, whether personally they've experienced that or maybe they've seen something, you know, they've heard of that one in a book. So we assess how the way this project works, the community need is set up and the kids are tasked with writing a persuasive letter to typically it's a family member mm-hmm. or a community business that they have a connection with, sharing the need and asking if they would be willing to support financially the project. The motivation engagement is high on that because they get excited about the project we connect to the community members so we have the Muskegon Rescue Mission come in Meyer stores who we partner with with the food comes in so the kids have a very clear defined need in the community they get excited about the engagements up there so sitting down to write is a lot easier 
than it would be in a traditional writing block when mm -hmm. sometimes you see engagement is kind of low. So that's the first part, you know, and so like, just today we were sitting in our classroom after lunch and we had three letters come back. It's quiet as a pin drop. <laughs> you know, as they wait to see, did my letter come back? Did my audience respond to me? And so the engagement is high. And then there's a, the second part of this project. We're fortunate enough to have just an incredible community partner, Meyer, who um, believes in not just engaging kids, but also just helping the need of the community. And so they come on board and offer to um, pay our kids three cents for every minute they read um, outside of school. So these kids go home at night, they give up their video game time, they give up their TV time, yeah. and they just read. Yeah. And they turn in their reading tickets and because they're reading more for a purpose, so they, kids will say, we're reading to feed our brains and we're reading to feed you know, our community. And um, so they track their minutes and their fluency increases their engagement to read increases you know you hear parents that say hey man just the simple thing of setting that community need I'm not arguing with my kid anymore to read at home they just come they get home and do it I go to wake them up in the morning and they're sitting in bed with a flashlight reading already <laughs> you know this is so awesome and it you know there's a little bit of work setting up the project but really once you set the purpose it kind of runs itself so this project because it has so much of that essential one practice built into it with the motivation and engagement and really that very meaningful purpose for writing and knowing specifically who their audience is has really set them up for success. Part of what we do when we look at the essentials is look at them one by one. Hmm. But there is a paragraph in there that talks quite a bit about how reading can't be the curricular bully anymore. And I think of that a lot when I hear you talk about your project hmm. because there's so much involved that's beyond just the, the block of writing or the block of reading. It really, it kind of bleeds into every area of your day yeah. for these kids. And they're so motivated. Well, it goes beyond the school day, too. I mean, most of these kids, like we talk about writing, we think about a writing block. Sometimes they think about reading as a reading block. And mm -hmm. I think what, you know, one of the benefits of this program is it encourages kids to build a healthy habit of reading. I mean, that's our goal, right, for them to become readers, fluent readers, not just during, during a reading block as a lifetime. And, you know, we talk about habit building. These kids are able to read they choose to read on their free time for 30 days in a row for the month of march um it kind of becomes a habit you know, a good one too them. a good one mm -hmm. yeah so when you think about your students if they were if they were here right now what do you think they would say about this project and how it's changed their thinking when it comes to reading and writing yeah i had a kid once so this is i'm going to talk about a past kid who came back, I had his sibling, but he came back and he I think he's symbolic of a number of kids, a representative of a number of kids who come back and say, Mr. I hated reading. Mm. I never wanted to do it on my free time. And now I just love it. It just became, I love picking up a chapter book. So I think part of it, and, and plus, yeah, it increases their desire to read, but it, it ties to that community where they just love making a difference. I think that's what they would say. So it's that internal feeling 
that they have when they walk away. Maybe internal feelings. Something yeah. changes within them. Mm-hmm. And they're part of something greater than themselves, right? I'm, I'm just thinking about the school-wide essentials, and I think it's Essential mm-hmm. 10 where that ties mm-hmm. in with connections in the community and how those provide those authentic purposes for kids. And as I think about that Read to Feed project, I mean, that's exactly what your kids are having an impact mm-hmm. in their community. And they're in what, what grade? How old are they? Yeah, third. Yeah. I mean, how wonderful is that for them? Yeah, isn't that cool? So the question that you ask everyone at the end. I do. Do you want to ask it? So <laughs> I, I love this question. Simeon always asks this at the end of the podcast. Your wish. What would your wish be in regards to the essential practices for yourself and for other people in the county and perhaps across the state? What do you wish for them? Yeah, I think I'd go back to something we talked about at the beginning. My wish would be to think about when you're implementing the essentials, to think about it outside of your traditional time block for whatever subject you're thinking in. Think about writing outside of the traditional writing block Mm -hmm. or reading outside of the traditional reading block. And don't think that when you're implementing a standard of writing and reading that it has to be this big lesson plan it can it's the little things sometimes that make a difference Mm. it's the little reflection afterwards it's the little letter to a community member it's the you know the little motivation to get somebody to read at home i mean it's outside you know my wish would be to think about it outside of the traditional format of the school day because when when just listening to you talk, when you think of it that way, it doesn't feel as daunting. Mm. It feels very real and doable, kind of like what we would do at home with our own children. Right. Um, and and that's what it feels like in Kevin's classroom. They're his kids. Like, and I think your sense of making everything you do real mm. feel like real life comes from your passion of finding ways to get reading and writing into other areas, not just that reading block. Well said. Hmm. Wow, what an epiphany we've just had today. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, Kevin, thank you very much. Michelle, thank you very much. Appreciate you both, the work you guys are on about here. This has been great. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. You bet. Whole new worlds were created as rock twist on into unexplored territory within arms generally. There's always the feeling that one has to innovate and reevaluate and move on. 